You're listening to Say Yes to You with me, Just Ange Marie, a podcast focused on inspiring you to say yes to you, your life, and your happiness. Let's say yes to showing up genuinely, authentically, and unapologetically to become a better, stronger version of you one episode at a time. Hello, everyone. Wow, long time no see or long time no talk to say the least. I can't believe it has been a wild seven months since I have sat down to record a podcast episode. But honestly, I'm selfishly not sorry for that. Why? Because life happens. Sometimes we're absolutely kicking ass at life. We show up every day. We feel powerful and confident as fuck, unstoppable, like nothing can stand in our way or knock us down. And other times, we just need a fucking break. Why? Because shit happens. And sometimes, anytime you need to, it's completely okay, better yet, more than okay, to step back from whatever the heck it is that you need to take a step back from. And for me, that was my podcast. So today, I'm honestly not here to say I'm back. I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to start showing up weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is again. Sorry if you got your hopes up. That's not what today's episode is about. However, Something in my heart and in my gut was telling me to write up a script, grab my old Dell laptop and my microphone, and record one more episode. My intuition was telling me to pick myself back up and show up one last time before 2021 is over. So, here we are. On Saturday, December 11th, 2021, just 21 days before another year ends and another year begins. And with that being said, in today's episode, I'd like to cover three different things. First, of course, a quick life update. Where the heck have I been? What the heck have I been up to, etc. Second, three lessons that I've learned and three battles that I've faced during 2021. And last, three things that I am most excited about for 2022. So without further ado, let's dive right in. So first things first, where the heck have I been since June and what the heck have I been up to? To be completely honest, life has been so crazy that some of the past seven months are a complete blur. So much of a blur that I honestly had to go back and look at my own Instagram photos and captions to remember what's even happened. So let's see. I was obsessed with the show Good Trouble, which is a spinoff of the show The Fosters, and I cut my hair really short like the main character Callie. I also worked all summer and I genuinely loved it. For those that don't know, I really love my job. I feel like I quite literally manifested it. I wouldn't shut up about how I didn't want a 9 to 5, but if I was to work a 9 to 5, 
I wanted it to be something where I could be creative, something where I would get to ideally put my talent of photography to use, something where I would be active and on my feet, maybe out in nature and not sitting at a desk and or in a cubicle every day. And I quite literally think the universe heard me and answered my prayers because that's exactly what my job is today. Sure, it's a 9 to 5, but it is the perfect 9 to 5 for me. For those of you that don't know, I am a full-time content creator, which without getting into too much detail is basically a full-time jewelry photographer and photo editor with a very heavy focus on being extremely creative. I love my job and I also love all of my coworkers, literally every single one. Some of them have become some of my best friends and I feel so lucky to be surrounded by people who make me laugh and smile and literally raise my serotonin every single day. Over the summer, we took two trips to Dewey Beach in Delaware for work where we worked on the beach all day doing jewelry and landscape photography and then hung out and bonded in an Airbnb at night. Those were some of the most fun times I have had in a long time. But regardless of my job, life was not always sunshine and rainbows over the summer. Let me remind you that my life isn't perfect at all. I'm human and I fuck up and I still make huge mistakes. One of those huge mistakes was on August 23rd, 2021. My boyfriend at the time took a trip to Rehoboth Beach in Delaware with me for a weekend because I had a photo shoot scheduled there on Sunday, or so I thought. Long story short, I somehow mentally messed up the photo shoot location. I thought we were meeting in Rehoboth, but we were supposed to meet at a different beach in New Jersey. It took me all the way up until the time of the photo shoot to realize this. At the time, I really hated myself for this. I freaked out, I started crying, I literally felt like I couldn't breathe the whole nine yards. I was so embarrassed and felt beyond unprofessional for making such a huge mistake. Luckily, the family was extremely kind and understanding, so much so that we not only rescheduled the beach photo shoot, but also just did another Christmas-themed photo shoot a few weeks ago. I feel so blessed and so grateful that they were not only understanding, but also forgave me and even came back for more business. According to my Instagram, at least, not too much happened between August and October. I went to Firefly for a day in September and had an amazing time. This is when I started falling in love with EDM music, which is actually super exciting for me because I genuinely haven't loved another genre of music outside of alternative music since I can't even remember. Something huge happened in October though, which I guess some people know and some people don't. I went through a breakup. Yes, it's true. My previous boyfriend Matt and I broke up after almost two and a half years together. And I would be lying if I said I didn't get a small lump in my throat when I talk about it. But it happened. And I'd also be lying if I said I, ap- I wasn't an absolute train wreck, hot mess express when it happened. First, we took a break, which 
Mark my words is the third and last time I will ever take a stupid break from a relationship. Third time's the charm. I finally learned that a break will almost always just lead to a breakup. Breaks are dumb, in my opinion. Sorry, not sorry if you're listening to this and you're on a break with your significant other right now. But I honestly feel like I grieved our breakup during our break. It was a long week and I was an absolute mess the whole time. Like crying at my desk and work, crying myself to sleep, sleeping in bed with my mom kind of mess. I want to say when we finally got back together, I felt at peace, but I don't think I did. Sure, we were back together, but it just wasn't the same, which is why a breakup followed a few months later. I'm going to be real raw and honest with you guys here. I don't remember the exact day that it happened, but I do remember it was after I started going to a Trivia Tuesday at a bar in Delaware with a few of my coworkers. I think this was the second time I went. I remember sitting at the bar, having a great time with my coworkers and their friends, and texting Matt, do you want to hang out tonight? If so, I'll come home. If not, I'll stay out a little longer after trivia is over. And he told me that he wanted to hang out at my house after trivia was over and after he got done work. So, when trivia was over, I hopped in an Uber and I went back to my parents' house to meet him. He was standing at the top of my driveway. I hugged him and his heart was going a thousand miles a minute. I pointed that out and I said, your heart is beating so fast. And he said the classic line, Ange, we have to talk. About what, I said. About our relationship, he said. Long story short, in his eyes, I wasn't the same person that I was when he met me. And he said he couldn't love me in the way that I loved him or the way that I deserved to be loved. He said he couldn't see a future with me, basically an engagement in the future. And he said how he had been thinking about this and knew about it for a month before breaking the news to me. Naturally, I sobbed all over his white sweatshirt. I begged for it not to be over, but it was over and we haven't talked since. I honestly don't want to get too much into it, so I'll keep it short and sweet. Unfortunately, throughout Matt and I's relationship, I had a gut feeling and consistent nagging thoughts buried deep in the back of my head that he wasn't the one, the end-all be-all for me. That's hard to admit, but it's true. I just didn't want it to be true. I was almost always mentally at war with myself, trying to prove to myself that those thoughts weren't true. But obviously, in the end, they proved to be true. Life brought Matt and I together during my second semester of my senior year of college when I moved home from school, and I truly was a different person when we met versus who I am right now. I also made a lot of mistakes throughout our relationship, ones that affected both of us and our relationship, and ones that affected me personally. In the end, I feel like our relationship was unfortunately kind of toxic. At one point, I wanted him to be someone that he was not which is someone who listens to podcasts, reads books, journals, and cares about personal development outside of the gym and dieting. And then he wanted me to be someone who I am not, which is someone who isn't a big drinker partier, someone who is more introverted, someone who would rather save money than spend it, and someone who is hyper-focused on their goals and their future. 
let me just say this. I'm pretty sure there is a difference between pushing and encouraging your partner or significant other to be the best version of themselves and pushing your partner or significant other to be a version of themselves who you want them to be, but they just are not. Or better put, there's a quote, you can change the people around you, but you can't change the people around you. You can change who you surround yourself with, but please don't waste your precious time and energy trying to change a person or the people that you are surrounding yourself with. All in all, when it's not meant to be, it's just not meant to be. And I'm a huge believer of God or the universe or however you want to put it, removing people from your life in order for you to, one, have more time for self-improvement and becoming a better version of yourself, and two, to have more space and a fresh slate to welcome new, better, more fitting people into your life, which now, two months after my breakup, is exactly what is happening to me. So as I said earlier though, I honestly feel like I grieved our breakup during our break before the breakup. When Matt and I broke up, I feel like I was sad for maybe a week or so, but I was very quick to pick myself up and put myself back together. And what better way to do that than dating apps, of course. I downloaded Tinder and Hinge, put my profiles together, and started swiping away. I genuinely started having so much fun being single, on dating apps, but also in person. I felt happy and I felt free. One could say too happy and free, though. I went a little crazy after being in a relationship for over two years. People started shooting their shot on me. I started shooting my shot on other people. It was just a lot all at once, honestly. I went at it for a little over a month until around Thanksgiving, when I thought I had a UTI, but then ended up in the hospital on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, with multiple ovarian cysts, one that burst, pelvic inflammatory disease, and pneumonia, all at once. I've cracked my head open as a child. I've had a double root canal. I've had shingles, for goodness sake. And let me tell you, I have never in my life been in as much pain as I was on the Saturday and Sunday after Thanksgiving. Ladies, I want you to think of the worst period cramps you have ever had, okay? Like, the worst of all time. Okay, now that you have that in your head, I want you to think of that one time when you had to pee so bad to the point where you felt like you were six months pregnant and couldn't go to... I'm reading from a script and I messed up and it's fine. Okay, restart. I want you to think about that one time when you had to pee so bad to the point where you felt like you were six months pregnant and going to the freaking and going to freaking explode on your way to the bathroom. Put the period cramps and the six months pregnant of pee together and you'll have a slight idea of how I was feeling for 24 hours straight before getting pain medicine in me at the hospital on Sunday night. Like I said, I've never been in so much pain in my life. I don't want to get into too much detail about my whole health and hospital journey, but I was there from Sunday night until Thursday morning, and it was one of the hardest, most uncomfortable, and most unpleasant experiences I've ever had. 
I truly give doctors, nurses, and everyone who works in a hospital so much credit. Words cannot even describe. And I'm also beyond grateful that I got out as soon as I did and was given the level of care that I was. But that about does it for 2021. That brings us to the present, December 11th, 2021. Nine days since I've been in the hospital, tried going back to work once and came home and vomited three times and hit a wall. So I was ordered by my parents to be on bed rest until Sunday and then try going back to work and resuming my normal life on Monday. But let me tell you, it hasn't been easy. I'm not trying to whine or cry about it or act like I have it worse than anyone else because I know there are so many other people out there who have it much worse than I do. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the past two plus weeks have been hard as hell for me. To the point where I finally found myself sobbing in my bed last night for what felt like no reason, but I think it was really a buildup of emotions and really just me missing my life and wanting my life back. A person can only watch so much Netflix, Hulu, and Hallmark Christmas movies. God, I never want to see another fucking Hallmark Christmas movie ever again. (laughs) I've gotten myself to read a few books, I've gotten myself to sing and play piano, but that's about the extent of what I could do over the past few weeks. For those of you that don't know, I've become a very extroverted person over the past few years. I quite literally get my serotonin from being around other people, especially my coworkers, and going out for food and drinks on the weekends. I'm no longer a homebody by any means anymore. But having my body shut down on me has forced me to become a homebody for the past few weeks, and that hit me like a school bus last night. So I've been pretty sad lately, but Everyone that I vent to and whine to about this keeps trying to cheer me up by reminding me that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The end is right around the corner, and I know I'll be better sooner rather than later. And with all of that being said, that officially catches us up to the present. It's been a whirlwind of a summer, fall, and winter, to say the least. And as much as some of it has sucked big time... I honestly wouldn't change a thing because everything I've gone through has shaped me into the person that I am today. And the person that I am today, right here and right now, is a better version of myself. Honestly and genuinely, a better version of myself than I was in November, October, September, and so on. So with that being said, let's move onward to the next little part of today's episode, which is three lessons I've learned and three battles I faced during 2021. If you're still listening in to today's episode and you've made it this far, you're in luck because I'm about to get more raw, more real, more authentic, and more vulnerable than I've ever been on my podcast before. Over the past year, or more specifically the past few months, I've realized that there are three specific hardships that I've been through that have shaped me into who I am today. These are three things that I genuinely do not open up about to anyone except my immediate family and my one and only best friend. But with 2021 coming to a close, I made the personal decision to say, fuck it, to just put it all out there. Mainly for the reason that if you're struggling or going through any of these three things that I'm struggling with and going through myself, I want to let you know that you're not alone in your struggles. 
and you can overcome them with flying colors because a better version of yourself awaits on the other side of all the pain that you're going through. So first things first, let's play a little game of three truths and a lie. For those of you that aren't familiar, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to rattle off three things about myself. One of them is going to be a lie, and the other two are going to be true. All right, ready? Here goes nothing. One, I live with bipolar type 2, anxiety, and depression. Every day, I take an antidepressant, anxiety medication, and a mood stabilizer. Two, I was supposed to graduate college in 2019. The year is now 2021, and I am still not officially graduated. Three, I got a DUI in December of 2020. Before you think too hard about which of these things are true and which one is a lie, I'm just going to kindly stop you right there and tell you that all of these things are actually true. Every single one of them. These are my shortcomings. These are my battle wounds. These are my scars. These are three things that I do not open up to about to anyone. But since you have chosen to listen into today's episode, you get to know about them. You get to know a side of me that a lot of people don't know. You get to know three things that have shaped me into the person that I am today. So let's start with number one, truth. I live with bipolar type two, anxiety and depression. Every day I take an antidepressant, anxiety medication and a mood stabilizer. This is something that affected my 2021 for sure, without a doubt. I honestly can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021, but either way, over the past year or so, I met with two different therapists. I met with a psychiatrist for the first time. I was diagnosed with bipolar type 2, anxiety, and depression. I went through the journey of trial and error with different medications to figure out a combination that worked best for me and made me a better version of myself in my everyday life. And I wouldn't trade any of that or change any of that. Being diagnosed with bipolar type 2 was scary for me at first. I didn't understand it, and I thought it was going to define who I was as a person. But it doesn't. It's just a small piece of me and makes me who I am. I'll be honest, I'm currently not working with my psychiatrist or my therapist solely for financial reasons. But at the same time, I'm also in a stable enough place where I religiously take my three medications every single day and I no longer feel completely lost without my therapist or my psychiatrist. I feel stable and strong enough to stand on my own two feet, but it took me a long time to get to this place. I talk a lot more about this in a few of my previous episodes and in my previous Instagram posts. Please Feel free to go back and listen to those episodes and read my past Instagram posts if you want more mental health content and insight. I don't talk about it much anymore at the moment, but mental health still holds a huge, very near and dear place in my heart. Anyway, the first lesson that I learned and the first battle that I faced between 2020 and 2021 was that my mental illness doesn't define me. And... Although I can be hesitant to talk about it and open up about it to new people, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Neither is working with a psychiatrist or going to therapy or taking medication. None of it is anything to be ashamed of. 
if anything, those things are things that we need to talk about more because they're completely normal and they make us human. I consider my bipolar type 2 anxiety and depression battles that I have to face each and every day and battles that I will always have to face. But as I said, I also consider my mental illnesses as things that I've not conquered per se, but have got enough of a grasp and a hold of to the point where I'm strong enough to stand on my own two feet. And I truly owe it to my therapist, my psychiatrist, my mom, and my best friend for helping me get to this point. I couldn't have done it alone. Moving on. Number two of my three truths is, I was supposed to graduate in 2019. The year is now 2021, and I am still not officially graduated. This is something I also do not talk about to literally, like, anyone, which makes it a weight that kind of weighs heavily on my shoulders day in and day out. Here's the sitch with that. It's a long story, but I'll keep it short and sweet. I hit a wall at the end of my junior year of college and burnt the fuck out big time. Instead of taking care of myself, I got into a relationship with a big gym bro meathead to distract myself, which worked until September of my senior year of college when he broke up with me and then depression hit me pretty hard. I felt a deep aching sadness inside of me that I hadn't felt before and it wouldn't go away. So I decided to move home from college a semester early to live with my family and figure my shit out, which didn't go as planned, but anyway, my last semester of school, I had two classes left to finish. One was my senior capstone and another was a history of architecture class to fulfill a silly aesthetics requirement. Another long story short, I ended up failing that silly aesthetics class because I was mentally struggling big time and literally could not bring myself to do the class or finish it. So come May of 2019, I crossed the stage and I walked to graduation, but I wasn't officially graduated. And now, come December of 2021, I've unfortunately flunked that history of architecture course multiple times. Luckily, I'm not taking it ever again. I just figured my shit out and I decided to take an accelerated music course from the end of December to the middle of January to fulfill that one last aesthetics requirement. So, if all goes as planned, I should be officially graduated before February of 2022. But that's beside the point. Why am I telling you how I'm not officially graduated from college yet and how I flunked the same architecture course multiple times? Because I want to emphasize how everything happens on our own time. I saw a post on Facebook the other day, and I'm sure that you've seen posts on Instagram and Facebook like this too. It said something like this. 60% of bachelor graduates finish in six years. Only 36% graduate in four years. The average graduate takes 5.1 academic years to graduate with a four-year degree. That being said, do not feel discouraged if you are behind. Everyone goes at their own pace. Just go with the flow. Now, I don't know how true that post was. It wasn't cited or anything like that. Maybe it just appeared on my newsfeed to help me feel better about myself. Who knows? But what I do know is that the line, everyone goes at their own pace, really hit home for me. 
I feel like this is something we don't hear enough or don't talk about enough. Why do I feel like I have to keep the fact that I'm not officially graduated some big, dark, deep secret? Why is it something I feel so ashamed of? What the fuck is wrong with dealing with mental illness and not graduating in exactly four years on the dot? Uh, wait, nothing. (laughs) And that's what I want to stress to you today. Maybe it's graduating from college. Maybe it's moving out of your parents' house. Maybe it's being in a relationship, getting engaged, getting married, having a baby, buying a house, finding a job that you love. Whatever it is, fuck the timeline. Caps, bold, underline, italicize, emphasize, fuck the timeline. Please trust that you are on your way. God and the universe have a plan for you. I know it sounds cliche, but you are exactly where you are supposed to be. It's hard for me to swallow and hard for me to accept, but I know for some crazy wacko reason that I can't seem to understand, I wasn't supposed to graduate in May of 2019. Maybe it's because if I did, I wouldn't be able to tell you this story right now and reassure you that you're not alone. Maybe it's because I had other battles to conquer, such as mental illness, before I could conquer the hurdle of graduating. Either way, I have hopes that I'm meant to graduate in the winter of 2022, and I'm happy that I can do that from a place where I am mentally and physically at right now, rather than the place I was at back in 2019. Please trust that you are exactly where you are supposed to be, and if you feel behind in any aspect of your life, you're not. You are exactly where you are supposed to be and everything will happen exactly as it is supposed to. All right, number three saved the best for last. This is something that literally only my immediate family, best friend, one of my co-workers, and my ex-boyfriend know about. But now you know about it too. And that is I got a DUI in December of 2020. Jesus, Lord, where do I even start? After working with my psychiatrist, therapist, and taking a few months off from working during COVID and the pandemic, I finally felt like I was in a place to go back to work again. So I hopped on Indeed and started looking for jobs and applying to jobs. Some full-time, some part-time. I just wanted something. One of these jobs that I applied to half joking, half not joking, was to be a Hooters girl. Long story short, the interview was a piece of cake and I got the job on the spot. I wanted something fun, I wanted to make money, so I took it. It was fun at first, but quickly got out of hand. I surrounded myself with the wrong people who I thought were my friends, but definitely weren't. I started drinking way too much. And I also unfortunately got into the awful habit of drinking too much and then getting behind the wheel. This is something that worked way too well for me until it didn't. One of my coworkers invited me out to drink with her in the afternoon. I was in a place of low self-esteem and low self-confidence and I really wanted friends. So I was very quick to say yes, hop in the shower, put on a full face of makeup and run out the door to meet up with her. We drank at a few different places over the course of a few hours, which caught up with me later in the night. Let's also add in the factors that I was taking medication, I didn't eat enough, and I didn't drink nearly enough water during the day. 
one thing led to another. I ended up in the car of a guy who was a regular at Hooters and I thought that he was my friend. All I remember was him pulling me in to kiss him without my consent while I was in a relationship. Me getting extremely flustered and upset, running in to grab my bag to leave, hopping behind the wheel to drive home like I always did, and then ending up in handcuffs and sobbing in the back of a cop car. I'm sure you can guess this was truly one of the worst nights of my entire life. My car was towed. I was taken to the hospital for alcohol intoxication or something like that after refusing a breathalyzer. And after a long night, I ended up at home around five in the morning with makeup smeared all over my face and a lot of explaining to do to my parents in the morning. This technically happened in 2020, but was one of the biggest battles that I had been facing in silence for the entirety of 2021. My parents paid $3,000 for a lawyer for me, which I had to pay them back every penny for. Thank God that's over somehow. My Delaware driving privileges were taken away, they still are, and I had to take 15 online classes, which are $45 each. I'm on my 13th class right now, and my DUI happened over a year ago at this point, which is why I think I'm in the place to finally verbally open up about it so publicly, because I'm finally seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. I paid my parents back for the lawyer, I'm almost finished my classes, and I know my Delaware driving privileges will be given back to me in a few months at most. Going back to my previous relationship, one of the reasons why my brain was telling me Matt was the one for me is because he was the one who picked me up from the hospital that night. I felt like he didn't judge me. I could be honest with him about everything that happened, and he didn't leave me. He was by my side through it all. Anyway, while I appreciated that more than words can describe, I now know that he wasn't and isn't the one for me, regardless of that situation. The reason why I'm telling you about my DUI today, something that I literally do not talk about ever to anyone, is to remind you of one of my favorite quotes ever. That is, be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Or, as I like to put it, be kind, because everyone you know is fighting a battle you may or may not know anything about. My DUI is the battle that I've been fighting for 12 months in silence. It's the battle that you know nothing about. It's a prime example of why we need to be less judgmental and spread more kindness to everyone we know and don't know. It's also a prime example of how both you and I can overcome hard things. There's a quote from Glennon Doyle that I love, the author of the book Untamed, the one that everyone and their mother read over the pandemic with that super pretty and photogenic cover. The quote is, I see your fear, and it's big. I also see your courage, and it's bigger. We can do hard things. I love that quote. We can do hard things. My fear when I got my DUI was huge, absolutely huge, bigger than big. But underneath all that fear, my courage to overcome that hardship was bigger. It may have been quiet, it may have been hiding deep down inside of me for a while before I let it out. 
but it was bigger. I know your courage is bigger too. We can do hard things. All right, deep breath. Wow, now that I've opened up to you about three of my deepest, darkest secrets, three things that have shaped me from 2020 to the end of 2021, why don't we flip the script and talk about a few happier things, shall we? If you've made it this far, I just want to say that I really appreciate you and I'm really happy that you're bearing with me and still listening. So, thank you. I'd like to end today's episode by talking about three things that I am most excited for in 2022. And since the first half of this episode has been what feels like ungodly long, I'll try to keep these next three things pretty short and sweet. You guys know that's hard for me, but I'll do my best. First things first. I want to shout from the rooftops about how excited I am for this first thing. On December 27th, 2021, right before the start of 2022, I am moving out. Cue moving out by Billy Joel. For those of you that don't know, I lived by myself for 10 months before the pandemic started. I lived in a townhouse with three three roommates just outside of Philadelphia, And I was moved into a new apartment in Rittenhouse Square before I decided to move in with my parents at the start of the pandemic. And I've been living with them ever since. First off, let me say how grateful I am. I know that not everyone has the blessing that I had of having a healthy, warm, safe household with loving parents and great siblings that are more than happy to welcome you back in when times are tough. But at the same time, on the flip side, things started to get pretty old pretty quick. For anyone that's ever lived on their own but then moved back in with their parents, I'm sure you feel me. It's rough to go from so much freedom and independence to having to tell your parents when you're going out, where you're going, who you'll be with, when you'll be home, etc. At least that was the case for me. Being in a relationship and living at home was also hard for me too. After my DUI, my privilege of being allowed to have Matt in my bedroom was taken away. We were only allowed to hang out in the kitchen and in the family room smack in the middle of my house when my parents went to bed after 9 o'clock at night. And he had to leave by midnight. Being 24 and 25, this felt completely unfair and suffocating. But it's my parents' house, I don't pay rent, I don't pay for groceries or any of that, so I had to abide by their rules out of respect. So, after a while, I started to get very antsy, like, very antsy, to the point where I feel like I kind of started to resent my siblings and my family at times because I was so unhappy about living at home and lacking the freedom and independence that I used to have. There were times when Matt and I would be stuck in the kitchen after 10 p.m., waiting for my parents to go to bed just so we could watch TV and spend two hours together before he had to go home. I would literally sit there and start crying because of how frustrated I was. But, as I said earlier, forget the timeline. Everything fortunately and unfortunately happens exactly when it's supposed to. I wasn't meant to move out when Matt and I were still in a relationship. I think I was meant to go through our breakup while I was still home with my family. I know for sure that I was meant to go through my recent health crisis and hospital visit while I was still at home with my family. I'm not saying that I'm meant to be at home with my family during every hardship I'm ever going to face in my life. 
I'm going to be 25 in a few months and I need to learn how to ball the fuck up and have their support, but also face things more on my own. But what I am saying is that I think I was meant to face a few specific hardships and struggles in my life while still living at home. And on the flip side, I was meant to experience a lot of triumphs and amazing things while still living at home too. Whether it's something as small as watching The Price is Right with my parents and brothers, laughing at how the contestants freak out when Drew Carey says, come on down, or something bigger, like the happiness my 16-year-old brother is experiencing from getting his driver's license and getting to drive my car around for a few days while I'm on bed rest. I'm so excited that December 27th is right around the corner and that I finally get to move out again, but I'm also grateful for all the time that I've spent at home and somewhat understand why I wasn't meant to move out again until now. So, with that being said, I'd like to officially announce that I will be moving into an apartment in Westchester with a super cool, kind, down-to-earth roommate who I actually met on Facebook. I saw the apartment on Facebook Marketplace, went to see it, loved it, got brunch with my new roommate, we vibed, and I decided I wanted to move in. My older brother and I sat down and looked at my income and decided whether or not I could realistically budget a move by January 1st. And after the answer was yes, I started making some bigger moves to make it happen. I got a lot more serious about my finances, picked a day to move out, hired a moving company, and now here we are, 16 days away from my next move and the next chapter of my life. I picked Westchester after living outside of Philly because I realized I'm much more of a town person than a city person. And I'm just super excited about the fact that I'll be able to walk into town from my apartment and also shamelessly stumble home from bars at night without spending a pretty penny on an Uber. It's exactly what I want, and I am so excited for it. The next thing that I'm excited for in 2022 goes hand-in-hand with one of the battles and hardships that I've conquered in 2020 and 2021, and that is the fact that I'll finally have overcome my whole DUI situation. As I said earlier, I'm on track to finish my classes before February, And I'm not exactly sure when I'll have my Delaware driving privileges back, but it will be sometime hopefully in the winter or spring of 2022. I'm so excited to have that weight off of my shoulders and have it be something that I'm not dealing with in my present, but something that I can talk about as something that I have overcome and something that is in my past. And going off of that, the last thing that I'm excited for in 2022, off of the top of my head, is to be officially graduated from college. As I said earlier, again, I have one class left to take before I'm officially graduated, and that is an accelerated music course that is supposed to end in the middle of January. After that class ends, I'll unfortunately have to pay over $1,000 for the class before I'm officially graduated. But once I pass the class and pay off the balance that I'll have for taking it, I'll officially be graduated and that will be a huge weight off of my shoulders. One thing that I would like to make note of in light of all these things I'm excited for is that I feel like I'm really manifesting them for sure. I'm using my Rachel Hollis Start Today journal every morning and writing these things down and more in the tense as if they've already happened. Every morning, I open up my journal and I write down these things. I finished my DUI course. I graduated from college. 
I paid off my college class. I moved out of my parents' house. I write these things down again and again and again, and I will continue to write these things down as if they've already happened and until they actually happen. I'm rewiring my brain and resetting my focus onto what is truly important to me and what I want to conquer to become a better version of myself. That's how I'm leaving 2021, and that's the energy that I'm walking into 2022 with. And with that being said, that's really all I have to say. If you've made it this far, I really cannot thank you enough for listening into today's episode and allowing me to open up to you about some pretty deep, dark, authentic, and vulnerable stuff. Please send me a message on Instagram if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with me about today's episode. Or you can also send me an email to angemariemiller at gmail.com and I will 110% reply to you. I would absolutely love to hear from you. I hope that you've all had a great year and I hope that you're as ready for 2022 as I am.